All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Show. I hope everyone had a good Christmas. Uh, we're recording on the 26th, the day after Christmas, but hope everyone had a wonderful time with family and friends. Um, but we have a special guest this week. Uh, he's a sophomore down in Auburn and was the reason I went down there and spoke to his fraternity and we'll be going back, hopefully. But um want to just welcome Jack Hilton onto the show and uh let y'all hear his story and just our conversation. So welcome. Oh, thank you, Charles. I'm <laughs> excited to be on here. Uh, excited to be here with you. And uh, yeah, when he came down, uh, when was that? Two months ago around I there? I think it was like October, beginning of October. Beginning of October. That's right. Um, <clears throat> had him talk to our pledges. Uh, it was just such a powerful message. And um, I told you, I really think you hit your stride on that that sharing. That was awesome. Was, um, I was very, very real and raw. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, a little too much. But. No, no, not, not the slightest. But um, I, I didn't share that much or that raw when I was at Calvary Day School because it was 7 yeah. through 12. I felt with college, you know, like. You be real. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and I, I looked at one one time I said, so I don't know what I said and looked over at you in the corner. You're, you started laughing, your jaw dropped. Like, okay, he just said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, think I know exactly when you were like talking about like I think you were talking about like crystal meth or something. So I, I, was, like, I don't know, but I was I just, like <laughs> I was dying. And then the guys, the guys behind me were like, oh my gosh. But it but it was it was really I think what shocked them more than like, you know, you talking about all these hard drugs and like your journey and like, you know, the ups and downs was was so your realness because um, you weren't, you know, standing up there. You were just sitting, sitting up there on a table and just being like, look, guys, like this is where I'm at. And, and another thing I was thinking about this morning uh, when I was thinking about um, this talk was something that I think you do such a good job of is. You know, a lot of times with people with stories similar as yours, um, uh, whether consciously or unconsciously, people kind of paint themselves as like that was like my past self. And that's I'm so distant from that. And like, I'm kind of this like perfect person now. You're so honest about being like, yeah, this was last year. And like, <laughs> I'm still like working and like mm -hmm. there's still like so much work to be done. And yeah. like that's I, I think the realness of that is so important to talk about, too, because that's what we all are. We're all works in progress. And no matter where we are, God's got us on a journey that's mm -hmm. uniquely our own. And, uh, and he's, he's writing the pages and not us. And, um, you and I both know that, um, that we're thankful for that. Yeah. For your sure. story's not done until the day you die. Exactly. I mean, like I always say, everyone's got a story and struggles and you're not alone. Exactly. And that's, there's something with you. I feel like is so unique too, is like you can, distinctly see like God's footprint and, you know, the different ways that he's, you know, steered your life and the different ways that, you know, he's still working. And like, you know, for a fact that like he is not done with you yet. Oh, and that's no. so powerful. Yeah. So. Like I had, um, therapy last week, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. And we were talking about like forgiveness and I know, mm -hmm my family and others have forgiven me and I thought I had forgiven myself, but Dr. Dodd, mm -hmm. he was like, Oh no, you haven't forgiven yourself. And I was like, really? Mm -hmm. He was like, no, you haven't. You need, that's something you really need to work on. Like to really, cause just some of the previous conversations we had had that session, he was like, yeah, you've forgiven yourself in quotations, but you haven't asked God to help you with forgiving yourself. It's a daily thing. Like, it is. Um, so that was something that, 
was eye-opening to me because I was like, I've forgiven myself. Mm -hmm. He was like, you haven't. Yeah. And forgiveness is something that I feel like a lot of times we're like, oh yeah, God forgives me. But like, do we really forgive ourselves for some things we do? You know, we don't because that's just, you know, our humanity speaking where we're just like, you know, like, God, how can you forgive me for this thing that I've done? You know, you know, however many times. And like, I seem to, you know, not learn from it. And, you know, you're still going to forgive me. Like, you know, if we, if we were, you know, having a fight or something and we just kept fighting and fighting, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it'd be hard to keep forgiving each other because yeah. that's just our humanity. Whereas he doesn't, he doesn't keep count. And that's, Correct. that's what, um, that's just so powerful about his forgiveness versus like our forgiveness, yeah. you know? Cause I, you know, I was saying, well, I have forgiven myself. He goes, you haven't, you've, you know, that others have forgiven you. And I believe that you believe that, but and you're not out, you know, blowing down and doing what you're used to be doing, but mm-hmm. like you're still having these subconscious thoughts uh, and some desires mm-hmm. and just some of your thought process to where I can tell you just haven't forgiven yourself. Like you need to say, Lord, today, help me work on forgiving myself. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and so I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's just one foot in front of the well, other. That's from something there. Yeah. that, you know, I thought I have, but that's something that I'm working with and working on. And yeah, you know, whereas almost two years ago, you know, I was waking up off life support facing prison and I was at the end of that dark, dark road, but still once I woke up, I mean, it was a long road to get on the recovery and just working on myself. But almost two years later, I thought I'd forgive myself, but I haven't. So that's something that I'm struggling with and working on, you know, so it's, it doesn't happen overnight. And nope. when you think you've done some stuff, you realize you haven't. And that's yeah, one yeah. thing about therapy. It's like you have a third party who can really help you and, and push you, put you up. <clears throat> yeah. And that's, that's something that I love, like a part of my journey, um, that, that God really showed me is, you know, when, when we surrender things and we like rip things away and we let him work, um, that, you know, he kind of just shows us more. Um, and it's just that, it's that picture. I love that picture of, um, like, uh, it's the two lines with the cross in the middle and the cross becomes bigger. Um, it's like your knowledge of your own sin and your knowledge of God's grace. And like, that's, that's just so true. And like, I didn't really realize it Mm -hmm. until, um, the past few years, but you know, just seeing like how deeply sinful we are and like growing in knowledge of that, just, you know, will automatically grow, you know, our love for him and, and just how he's worked in our life. And we can just, you know, grow in thankfulness and, um, just realization of how he's been working when we haven't even known it. Um, you know, like you said earlier, like, he could be doing 5,000 things or whatever number you said, but we only realized three things. Yeah, It's like what he's doing so much more than we can even fathom behind the closed door per se. Exactly. And that's just like that closed door we so put in place all the time is we just limit like our view of God. is just so small versus like versus everything he's doing. Um, and that's something I'm convicted of all the time because, you know, I'll definitely go into a quiet time and be like, 
oh yeah, like I'm going to have this 15 minutes of silence and I'm going to let God talk to me in this 15 minutes. And he's going to definitely talk to me in these, this 15 minutes. And like you're I'm like laughing, God. talking about it because it's the dumbest thing ever. You're like, God, you will talk to me now. You will talk to me now. Like it's your, it's your turn. I've, I've had a turn for the past, you know, 23 and however many hours. It's not, but now it's, it's not your, your quiet time. It's God's quiet time. So exactly. God, you speak to me. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just the dumbest thing ever hearing it out loud um and just i don't know learning how to you know put no restraints on your relationship with him and and like put no restraints on how he can speak to you and you know how he can you know touch your life is it's such a hard thing to do because you know i'm i'm so a person that's like i want to do this now do this now then i'm gonna do that and then that um but god's like no just just let me take the reins um and that's the hardest thing to do when you're a control person and you want to be in control. So, I mean, that's what it was for me. I mean, mm-hmm. on the opposite end, I wanted to, you know, be wealthy, be known for all this stuff, but it wasn't anything that the Lord had for my life. And mm-hmm. then I try and do it all by myself. And we all know how that ended up. Mm-hmm. Like, thankful that happened, you yeah. know, because I wouldn't be who I am today. But it's like, that's not what the Lord. That's not know, what the Lord intended. Let yeah. him take the reins the full time. It, I wouldn't have had to go through that, maybe. Yeah. But he allowed me to, which is mm-hmm. a blessing to me still. Because yeah. I learned a lot of a lot of lessons. Yeah. Um, and now I'm able to give back and share my story like I did down at Auburn and mm-hmm. Calvary Day and um, a few other places and hopefully more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so... I've known I've known your family for I guess my whole life maybe because y'all lived in Mountain Brook where my parents lived mm-hmm. and I grew up. Um, you got two older sisters who are in theater or twins, the twins, um, yes. And um, had we ever met prior to this summer? Like it was like actually met, not in passing or I don't think so. Um, I see, I've known about you for such a long time. That's part we've been of the praying story for I want you. you to tell you. <laughs> um, yeah, because I mean, we've been praying for Charles for a while, um, but I, I've known about you, and I've I've known parts of your story. I just never got to hear the full thing till this summer, um, and I just I I so think that was like the Lord's you know work too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm so glad that we finally did, um, and it was just so cool getting to see. You know, I've known about the hardest parts of your life before, like I got to meet you and, you know, I got to hear it from you. And mm-hmm. that was so powerful getting to, you know, hear everything from you and um, just, you know, seeing the way that the Lord's worked in your life and how he's changed you in just an amazing way. It's been really cool. Yeah. Because yeah, we went over to dinner at your parents' house with a few other families. Yep. To hear about your mission trip that you can speak about here in a little yeah. bit. Um, and I guess the podcast or my story got brought up somehow. So I shared a little bit with you. And then the next day or two days later, we went to, I think it was supposed to be like a 45 minute hour breakfast because you had an exam coming up and turn out to be a three hour breakfast. It was. We got there at eight and I remember walking out and it was 1120. You had an exam at like what? Noon or one o'clock. Or I had something. an exam at one. I had a final at one for this summer class. You had, I had. You'd study for a little bit. But you for needed, a little bit. You were planning on getting a few hours of studying before. I was, but like I wasn't really because I was like, it. "Yeah, well, we're fine. <laughs> we're, we're, we're sitting here. That's all that matters." <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that breakfast was so powerful, and having it at the pancake house, nothing better, nothing the, better. Original, 
Oh, that's original. It's too good. <laughs> it's too good. Um, but you, Charlotte Christian alumni, and our previous mm-hmm. guest, Allie Dyer, who was on before you, um, Charlotte Christian alumni. Mm-hmm. Um, go Knights. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go Lions over here. But I like the Knights. I had a lot of friends go there. Mm-hmm. Um, good school. But so you're from Charlotte, Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in fraternity ATO, obviously. Yep. Um, but love and respect. Yeah. I had a great time down there. Was, I've mm-hmm. been down there twice. The first time I was in college, um, pretty rowdy mm-hmm. down there. Um, and this time was a different experience, but I enjoyed this experience more. Yeah. More meaningful and got to see the campus in its entirety and remembered it. And yeah. Didn't just see the bars and the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. yeah, last time I was at Sky Bar. Sky. Yep. Dropped a pretty penny there. Does happen. Yeah. Does happen. Yeah. Done the same thing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, what's – I mean, you're – we've had one um, – um, he's a freshman at Walford now, was a, just graduated from Latin, mm-hmm. William Burleson. So I think it was episode 40. Um, yeah, so go check that out. Um, but his story was addiction and depression. And, um, so that's a good one, but I think you might be the second youngest. There we go. Guest. Um, I want, I mean, I want this to be a community for all ages. Cause everyone, mm-hmm. as I've always say, everyone's got a story struggled and you're not alone, but, you'll feel alone when you're in the thick of it. Um, exactly. And, you know, when I first met you, I was like, this kid can't have a story, you know? <laughs> I mean, I knew we all have a story, but like just how mature you are. And just when I take myself, my mind, I'm like, as a sophomore, what was I doing? I wasn't as mature as you. I wasn't doing what you were doing. Yeah. But I had to grow up fast. Correct. But yeah. like I said, we all have a story and some mm-hmm. are longer than others. Some are shorter. Some aren't as rough but everyone has that wake up call. Mm. Some, you know, don't hear the wake up call that in, you know, are called home. Yeah. Um, and that was almost me mm-hmm. just not living with any purpose, but thankfully I got that wake yep. up call. Thank but, Thank um, yeah. So, cause you don't know a man or a woman until you know their story and mm-hmm. their journey. Um, mm-hmm. and as a college student, a sophomore, yep. um, you're very mature and, um, to share your story with, you know, just our listeners, but it's just awesome with your age and where you're at in life. <laughs> I was not there. So, well, it was a, it was a long road. Um, so my story begins, uh, you know, I was raised in a Christian household. Um, my parents are definitely angels and love them. Uh, yeah. Just amazing people. My whole family, same way. Um, Sisters are awesome. You got a and new brother-in-law. I do. I do. As of what? I mean, I guess it's been a year almost, but yeah, they just had the wedding. They did. What? Two months ago, two months or something. Yeah. It was um, late November. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that was amazing. Had that up in New Jersey. Um, just amazing family and glad we got to celebrate them after, um, you know, a tough go of it uh, for a while. Um, cause they didn't get to have their wedding because of COVID. Cause of COVID. A lot of, yeah. um, a lot of people didn't, yeah. a lot of people had to elope. They did. Which yeah. used to be frowned upon, but then when COVID it was like, it was like the thing to do. Yeah. yeah. And we're just so glad we got to celebrate them. And I think everybody up there was, um, for sure. Um, I got so, to briefly meet him 
mm-hmm. Sunday yeah. when you got baptized, which we'll talk about yeah. in a little bit. That was a special moment. Yeah. Um, He's yeah, a great guy. Great, great guy. So, yeah. But yeah, let's hear um, your story. Yeah. So, um, you know, raised in a Christian household, um, went to Carmel Christian and then Charlotte Christian. And Charlotte Christian, um, I'm so thankful for that switch um, because Charlotte Christian definitely forced me to grow and definitely forced me to make new friends and put me in a new environment where I didn't know anybody. And that was, that was tough because Charlotte Carmel Christian, I knew everybody and everybody knew me and I was just very comfortable and Charlotte Christian made me step out of my comfort zone. Um, and then definitely, um, the Bible department at Charlotte Christian, I can't speak more about, um, they're just, just loaded with, you know, amazing teachers and, amazing, amazing guys, um, that really poured into me. Um, and I mean, I, I knew pretty much everything you needed to know about the Bible and, and the Lord. And, um, so I, I think my faith was about as head knowledge as you can get at that point. Um, if you ask me, um, you know, who Jesus was, I'd give you the long, <laughs> the long answer of the Trinity and like how the Trinity interacts <laughs> and all the, all the different creeds and stuff. Um, but like, as far as like a relationship and true, like knowing of Jesus, I, I didn't have that. Um, I didn't. And so going into college, um, I'm, I just kind of didn't have a plan. I went into college. Um, I knew I was going to do a fraternity, um, ended up going to Auburn, which was kind of a wild card, especially in my family. Um, (laughs) we've got nine members of my family, immediate family that went to South Carolina, um, still love the Gamecocks, um, uh, but War Eagle. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I got to Auburn and, uh, rushed a fraternity, rushed ATO. My dad was an ATO at South Carolina, uh, which was really exciting. Um, so I started, I started pledge ship and, um, I didn't really have any expectations or I didn't have a plan in place. Um, when certain things were offered to me or certain decisions I needed to make, um, were put in front of me. I didn't really have a plan in place on what decisions I would make and, you know, why I would make those decisions. Um, so basically my value system was not clear and wasn't set in place. Um, so, uh, you know, when alcohol was offered, um, I was like, yeah, like, you know, let's do this. Like we're in college now, like I'm in a fraternity, like let's do it. Um, <laughs> so, and, and, and I'm just the kind of person, um, you know, when I, when I do something, I, I go all in on it. So like there were a few times, especially first semester freshman year that, you know, I, I drank and I went all in on drinking too. Um, so, uh, yeah, first semester and pledge ship was just a time where I was at a crossroads in my life. I got to a point where, um, you know, I didn't have my parents pulling me to church every weekend. I didn't have, people pulling me to youth group, pulling me to these different, you know, spiritual things I could do. Um, and I was just at a point where I really realized I didn't think about this before college that my faith was my family's faith and my faith was my parents' faith. Um, and I just never thought of it like that until, you know, I got on my own and I was like on Sunday, I was like, you know, I can go to church or I can, you know, sleep in and, you know, do whatever I want today. And, um, I did that uh, a lot. Um, so, but I got out of got out of pledge ship and um, I remember really being at a crossroads there and I really felt the Lord just like pulling on me and convicting me and, you know, just, you know, drinking for me um, was something that, you know, I was 
underage. And that was something that you know, is very clear in the Bible where it's, you know, you know, following the law of the land and unless it, you know, interact or just contradicts God's law. And that was a very clear law that was set in place for my own good. And I, you know, was not following it. And a lot of times I was abusing it because I was getting really drunk. Um, but I felt the Lord pulling on me with that and just pulling and pulling and pulling. And I just, I just didn't care to be honest. I was just like, I'm going to do my own thing. And, Mm -hmm. um, I was, you know, I'd set this, I'd made this image of myself in college and put myself into this mold that I felt like I needed to follow. I felt like I needed to be this person that I'd created for myself. Um, but God knew and, you know, the Holy spirit, you know, knew that this was not me. It wasn't me and knew that I needed to change. And I, I knew it deep down. I just, I just was just pushing it down. I just kept pushing it down. It's fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's so much fun. And you know, and then the, the lie that the devil tells you is like, like, Oh, like, you know, if you, if you stop drinking, like you're not gonna have any fun in college, like, you know, it's going to be terrible and you're just going to be standing around and not having fun and you know, whatever. But I remember, um, it kind of came to a head at, um, I had, we had this, we had this party at the house. Um, and I, I just had way too much to drink. Um, and I, uh, I ended up blacking out. One of my buddies had to carry me back to his place and I had to sleep on his couch. And then I had breakfast with my dad the next morning. And wasn't it early too? It was at like 8 a.m. And you didn't set an alarm. I didn't set an alarm. (laughs) I somehow woke up and I walked back to my apartment. He picked me up and I literally I've never been that guilt ridden in my life. Um, And it was just it was the worst. Um, And I remember sitting at that breakfast and I just felt like a part of me had just like a flip had been like a switch had been flipped. And um, like, I kind of just had enough with that life. And I just was like, you know what? Like, this is it for me. So I called um, one of my buddies, um, Harrison Floyd, who, you know, um, and Harrison is, you know, such a great guy. He was the vice president of ATO last year. And, you know, he's from Charlotte, went to Carmel Christian, uh, just, stand up guys, stand up guys you can find. Um, he's been pouring into me for a while and I called Harrison. I was like, Harrison, like, I think I need to, you know, give, give this over to the Lord. And Harrison was like, all right. So we went to Moe's barbecue and Good spot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. In downtown <laughs> Auburn. Um, went to Moe's and we had a talk for about three hours. Um, and I was like, Harrison, like, um, you know, I feel like I need to stop drinking and I feel like this is something that is, you know, really, um, is a sin that's really obscuring my view of God and is pulling me down. And like, I feel like I, I just need to give it over to him. And I, I just have been living this life of rebellion and hypocrisy for such a long time that, you know, I need to give it over to him, but I feel like I can't because I feel like people's opinions of me will change. And like, I don't want that to happen. And, you know, my pledge brothers know me as this guy Mm. and I don't want that to change because, you know, I'm an out of state guy and most of them knew each other. And, um, you know, I wanted them to like me and, and that was just, you know, kind of a peer pressure thing, but also like I was making that decision and I, I wanted to drink. Um, and so Harrison was like, look, Jack, I'll never remember. I'll never forget this. And I'll, I'll always remember him saying this because this was so good and exactly what I needed to hear. It was like a pivotal point. It was for you. It, it, it so was. And this was so the Holy spirit speaking through him, um, looking back and he was like, he's like, look, Jack, 
um, you know, for the rest of your life, you know, in the business setting, whatever setting, even the church setting, you're going to have opinions thrown at you about yourself and you're going to have people share what they think about you. And, you know, you can, you know, listen to that. You cannot, but you know, what I've learned is that there's only one opinion that matters and there's only one opinion that you need to build your life on. And that's the Lord's. And I was, I was just kind of like in shell shock after that. I was like, dang, like I've been living for <laughs> the people, for the people. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent of people pleaser. Um, so I mean, I mean, after that, um, I did stop and, um, you know, I, there's no doubt where like that happened. And, um, I remember the first date party after that I was, I was going to it. I think it was, I think it was like some Christmas cocktail, um, like a sorority Christmas cocktail. And I went to it and I fully expected it to be the worst date party I'd ever had in my life because I You're going dry. Yeah. I was like, man, like I'm not going to drink at this. Like I would, my date was, you know, my date was going to drink and I, you know, was like, dang, this is going to be terrible. Like I'm just going to be, you know, sober and <laughs> standing in a corner, standing in a corner. People are going to be like, why are you drinking? And I'm going to be like, uh, um, living for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, um, you know, honestly, little side note, that was such a cool way. The Lord was able to like use that, that I never expected. It's like, you know, people ask me that I, I, you know, it was free excuse to share my testimony and, you know, share, you know, Jesus with them. And like, that was something I didn't expect at all. Um, but anyway, back to the, the date party, I went into it thinking it was going to be the worst date party ever. And it was, I'll still say it, it was, it was the best date party I've been to. Um, because I just had some just amazing conversations with some people, um, that are just, amazing people that I met there and just had some just great conversations that I didn't expect to happen. Um, and just had a great time. And that was like such a cool way. The Lord was showing me that he was, he was faithful. And like, that was such a lie that the devil was telling me that like the way to have fun at parties was drinking and like, mm -hmm. you know, just going crazy. And the Lord was like, no, like, you know, these can be, you know, just such amazing opportunities to just have some amazing conversations mm -hmm. with some people. And, um, that was such a cool way that the Lord was faithful to show that the devil was telling me another lie. Um, and then also real quick, yeah. when I was in Auburn, I remember you were telling me, I mean, at original pancake house and then in Auburn, but mm -hmm. when you decided not to drink anymore, well, didn't you have a few brothers or pledges with you that decided they wouldn't drink as well? Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Which is to me, it's like you're in college. I'd be like, cool. Good for you. Like I'll support you, but mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. But you had some. Yeah. Cause I had two guys, um, before who pledged dry, um, my roommate, um, now, and then one of my other buddies, um, and they both, um, like I, I knew them well and we were friends, but after that, you know, that, that, that bond definitely like strengthened a ton cause you know, we held each other accountable and you know, that's, that's a brotherhood that, um, it really was, was a really cool gift from that too. Um, and then some other guys, yeah, we've had a, some other guys go dry and, um, that's cool. Um, but something, something that I've, you know, been really convicted of too, is like, you know, going dry or like, you know, not drinking, like it doesn't really mean like Jack squat, um, when it comes down to it, it the heart, it is, it is. It's like, what's, what's your heart for this? And, um, you know, definitely at Auburn, we're like, the prototypical Christian is like, Oh, I don't drink. Oh, I don't, you know, do these things, partake in these things. Um, but like, yeah, it's all about the heart. It's like, you know, why are we doing this? And, 
Um, and I, I'll admit myself, like m- there are definitely times where my heart is not in the right spot at all. And definitely not. And like, I've been really convicted of that. Um, it's just like, you know, why are we doing this? Cause you know, also there can be a culture of, you know, self-improvement, like, Oh, I don't drink. Oh, I don't do this. And you know, that I'm self-improving myself and, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that can be, that can be just as bad. Um, so, um, not that like drinking is, is everything I, it's not at all. And, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just one, it's just one other thing that, um, the Lord, um, really taught me a lesson through, mm-hmm. but there's a million things after that. Um, I thought, I remember one of my, uh, stupid um thoughts was after that i was like oh yeah like my relationship with god's gonna be awesome after this like <laughs> it's gonna be like smooth sailing like we're not gonna have to like work on anything and like the <laughs> lord's gonna be done working and like you know he's gonna be done with that refinement that he does <laughs> and that is just not true at all um it's when it's does the like, most work <laughs> yeah oh my gosh pulled back the band-aid and there was like you know, about a hundred other band-aids underneath it. Some infection. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just, and then I, that's what made me realize that like that whole like thought of like smooth sailing in your faith, like isn't real. And like, you know, the Lord's always refining us. He's always sanctifying us and like, you know, having him work and being uncomfortable and, you know, seeing him work is, is just like the beauty of it. That's how he, you know, loves us. That's another way he loves mm-hmm. us, um, is showing us that, you know, we're in the wrong and, you know, he's, he loves us enough to tell us no a lot of times. Um, and that's, that's something that's, you know, hard to work through, but like, you know, honestly, some of the biggest, you know, lessons I've learned in my life was, you know, through like getting told no. Um, an example is college for me. Like I really wanted to go to UNC. UNC was my dream school. Yeah. And who doesn't from Charlotte? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you know, you're a Tar Heel. Like let's go. Um, you've made it. You've made it. Yeah, exactly. And like going to Auburn, that's like, you know, you're going to school in Alabama. What? Like, what? Your central time? Yeah. <laughs> I will say central time. I do like central I love time. It. I love it. Um, but yeah, that was such a, you know, another very obvious way that like God was, God knew what I needed, but I just didn't know. And I just was like, oh yeah, UNC, like one of my best friends goes to UNC. I was like, yeah, we're just going to have such a good time. Like, we didn't get to school together in high school. We're going to be able to go to college together. It's going to be awesome. Um, but like the Lord has just been so faithful to show me that, you know, Auburn is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And um, I'm just thankful that he's got me where I'm supposed to be. And I'm not where I thought I was supposed to be, you know? Yeah. Cause if where you thought you were supposed to be and went there, what could have happened? Who would Jack be? You know, we don't know. You can't play the what if game, but no, you know, God has you where he needs you and exactly. where you're supposed to be. Cause I mean, you're doing a lot of cool things down there, which we can talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but real quick, mm-hmm. you were a big golfer I was. Um, in high school and that we were talking about idols prior, um, Heck yeah. you know, in sports, idol. um, or an idol for a lot of people. Like when I was at Calvary day school, I was saying addiction, mm-hmm. um, doesn't have to be, you know, drinking drugs you know your idol can be sports schoolwork whatever that mm-hmm. is taking away from you know what you need to be doing what the lord's called you to do and mm-hmm. um correct me if i'm wrong but i from our talks previously i feel like golf was something that was the forefront of your mind and oh my gosh, kind yeah. of that was part of your life's plan yeah oh yeah i'm going into 
Well, in middle school, I had some early success in middle school. Um, you know, did pretty well uh, really early. Um, and, and then just, just had some people be like, man, like, you know, you could really play in college and, you know, be a really, really good player. Um, and then I got moved up to varsity in eighth grade at Carmel and had some really early success there. And I remember, um, I was going into the, uh, one of the last state like tournaments. And I remember I was playing with a guy and guy was like, Oh, like, like you're the, you're the eighth grader that's, you know, ranked this high. And I was like, I was like, I didn't even know about that. And like, I remember like hearing that I was like, dang, like, that's cool. Like I'm ranked that high as an eighth grader in high school. I'm like, wow, like I'm getting good at this. And I shot the worst round like ever after that. And I I literally, after that moment where I was like, like, wow, like, I think that's the moment where like that self identity and I'm a really good golfer. And like, this is who I am. And you know, I'm going to find all my worth and all my trust and all my love uh, for life in this game. And that's that moment where that like took root. And like I shot like 86, like completely unraveled. And then after that, I mean, I remember I started off the year and my handicap was like a one. And the rest of the year it was probably like maybe a 12 or 13. Like I just completely fell off. And really the rest of high school, I never really got it back. I mean, I had a few you know, good scores. Um, but I'm just so thankful for that because, uh, I love, I forgot what, what the exact wording of the verse is, but like, you know, when you're putting something above God and you're putting something in front of God, God's going to like actively oppose you in that. And like, I love that because he loves us enough to, you know, be like, Hey, like, you know, you're putting this above me. Like, I'm going to have to take this away because I'm like, I love you this much because I want to be with you this much. And that's something that, you know, I'm so thankful for, and, and I'm so thankful that, you know, he was, he was faithful to rip that out of my life, even when I was so mad at him at the time. Um, and you know, as we were just talking earlier, um, you know, idols are just such a, such a problem. They can just be anything. Um, you know, recently for me, um, you know, it's just really the stuff that like, doesn't seem like a terrible thing. It just doesn't seem like a bad thing can be such a bad idol, you know, when your motivations twist and like, Satan gets in there and he, you know, changes your reason for doing these things. And it can be something like, you know, like leading a Bible study or like, you know, going to a certain, you know, event in the week or doing whatever. Um, and it might be like, you know, a good thing that you're like, oh, I'm doing this for God. I'm going on this mission trip. I'm going on this service project. But like you twist it into maybe glorifying yourself. And mm-hmm. that turns just as bad as, you know, going and, um, you know, gambling or, you know, whatever. Um, because it, yeah, it's just all about the heart. It yep. is. Yeah. At it the end is. of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the stuff I've struggled with. Um, like even when I started the podcast, it was, I wanted to share my story, but then as it went on, I was like, Oh, people are starting to, you know, know me with the podcast. That's cool. And yeah. And that put a lot of stress on me and the, uh, perfectionist within me, Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, well, the podcast has to be done this way. It needs to be this part, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And like, I used to always look at how many people would w- listen to the episodes. And now, like, I don't check that. Like, I'm just like, whoever yeah. hears it, hears it. Like, 
I'm not getting paid for this. Like, what did I start this for? Yeah. Is it for me to get glorified or for me to like create a community for everyone mm-hmm. to know you're not alone in your struggles mm-hmm. and stories and having people come from all different types of walks of life mm-hmm. to share their stories. Um, and my mom was like, you're not getting paid for this. Yeah. So why are you doing it? That's so and true. When she said that, and that was maybe like six months ago, it's been a while. And once she said that, I was like, damn, okay. <laughs> She's right. Like, why am I doing this? And yeah. since then it's like, it's been like, I don't, I just come and whoever wants to share their story, come and sit down and let's just talk. Yeah. And like, that's, what, that's what I want this to be. That's what it's just, all about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how old, how young your race, your bank account, your zip code, mm-hmm. like even religion, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's got stuff. Mm-hmm. And everybody. Yep. Everybody. No, Like I love when you say like, no matter how big or small, because like, you know, in everybody's story, like, you know, I know people where um, their testimony could be, you know, maybe like even just like five or 10 minutes, but like, you know, however long that is, like that was something that like really changed them. And like, depending on who we are, like different things, you know, really shake us. Um, And, you know, one is not, not one is greater than the other because um, another thing I've been really convicted of is like, you know, me and uh, Charles's testimony is both very different, but like there's so many people that can, you know, see, see, you know, the Holy spirit work in, in your testimony, um, that couldn't see in mine, but there's so many people that, you know, might identify with some parts of my testimony, but not, might not with yours. Cause they're like, well, I would never do the drugs or hang out with these people or whatever in mine. But with you, it's like, he struggled drinking in college. I'm in college or I, you know, I'm in high school and I'm drinking like, yeah, that's a big, like you said, people view it, view you mm-hmm. kind of with what you do in high school and college. And mm-hmm. I mean, drinking is a big part of society. Mm-hmm. It, but is. it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. And I think honestly, like my bigger, like drinking was, drinking was more of like a vessel for like, I'm being like a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And like, that's just like, you know, every part of my life, at that point, like golf, like was definitely like another vessel for people pleasing. Cause it's like, Oh, I get to tell people like how good I am at golf. Like, Oh, like, you know, I get to fit in cause I'm, you know, drinking and, you know, you know, having a good time or whatever. But, um, you know, there's just always, there's a route to everything. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just like you said, like there's so many people that, you know, find parts of your story that they get to identify with and parts of my story that they get to identify with. And, it, that's just like kind of beautiful to see like that's kind of like the the representation of like the body of Christ and like just how each of us you know is meant for something different and mm-hmm. can speak to different people and and like the Holy Spirit you know through our stories can you know touch the hearts of people that um you know may not be in the in the body yet but Correct. but it's just like I love the the thought of like or it's it's a verse um where like you know if we had you know, a thousand eyeballs, like we wouldn't be able to, you know, touch something or, you know, the hand doesn't need to get envious of the, of the head or the the foot. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all meant and we're all, you know, created in a unique way and, you know, not every story is the same. And that's like the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. And like my dad land with your stories, Mm -hmm. very similar, like drinking high school and back then Mm -hmm. drinking age was 18. Um, 
when he went to Chapel Hill. So, yeah. you know, he, he, he hit the lotto <laughs> that we, everyone wanted. Yeah. Um, no, but he um, was in a fraternity and um, he had a older brother who kind of poured into him mm-hmm. like Harrison did to you. And, yep. you know, thank God for those guys who are willing to kind of live bold for God. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, where will we be without those guys? That's so true. But um, poured into my dad and um, my dad used to take a six pack of Coke to um, Coca-Cola, not uh, <laughs> not the Coke I used to do, um, but to fraternity parties and was able to kind of be a witness that way, like you were saying. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's almost not bigger than my story, but that's unique. And, you mm-hmm. know, like everyone's story is different. Exactly. And it's about reaching the people of, you know, who are lost or stranded or mm-hmm. wondering. And, you know, like you were saying, like you didn't know me until mm-hmm. um, this summer, but you knew me like yeah. just and have been praying for me. Kind of that, exactly. you know, that one sheep out of the 99 who was kind of lost. Mm-hmm. And, and I think even at Auburn, you mentioned you're like, I've known him but met him this summer, but been praying for him for a long time. And yeah. just how neat it was for me to be standing there. Oh and my to gosh, me, yeah. I was like, wow, like that's special. Yeah, that is, that is. And, you know, I, I love that story with, with, you know, your Mr. Height, your dad, um, because I've known him longer than I've known Charles and he's poured into me a ton. Um, I love his story as well with, with that. And, um, you know, it's just something with, with drinking that, you know, just came to my head um, that um, I, I remember I forgot who told me this, but like, you know, drinking is just another one of those gifts that, you know, the Lord gives us that like we just, you know, pervert. It's just just like um, it, I love this example. It's just like prescription meds, like prescription meds are like can be such a good good. It can be such a good thing mm-hmm. um, that there can be so much good from. But we just, you know, use them in the wrong way a lot of times and can pervert them and, you know, use them for bad and to our own detriment. Um, And, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, drinking is still like a gift from God. Like, you know, I turned 21 a few weeks ago and I'll have an occasional drink um, because, you know, um, I was just I was reading the other day where, where Jesus turned. I don't know how many gallons of water into wine, but you know, you know, it was Jesus. During the, the wedding. Yeah. That wedding. That was his first miracle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like some cheap wine either. Like he turned it into some nice, probably the best wine of all time, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, drinking is, is just, it's a, it's a choice. And, and for me, like, you know, I don't, I've just never been convicted to be like, you know, completely dry, you know, now that I'm of age mm-hmm. and um, cause it's, it's a gift. Now it's, it's definitely a bridge I've, you know, had to cross over and over cause I've, you know, been really convicted of, okay, now, you know, we're of age and, you know, we're going to, you know, have a few drinks. We just have to walk that line of, you know, how much is too much. And, you know, cause you know, drunkenness is a sin and um, you know, definitely uh, want to keep that in mind. Um, anytime, um, Mm. I'm drinking. So it's just, you know, it's another battle, but at the same time, like I know, um, I know the Lord calls us to, to different things. Like my, my parents, both of my parents don't drink. Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, that's what the Lord's called them to. And, 
Um, that's great. Um, and that's, you know, very powerful in its own right. My dad's talked so much at length about how much he's been able to be a witness and in, in his sphere of, of business with that. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, you can be a witness in another way with just, you know, having a few drinks at a party and not, you know, having 50. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just whatever the Lord's called us to. Um, and so that's something that I've, I've really, it's been on my mind a lot with, with drinking too. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, I still enjoy some, you know, beer mainly now. I don't really drink liquor much anymore. Yeah. And liquor's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I enjoy the good craft beers, but it's like you said, knowing when to stop and your limit. Um, and people, you know, look at me and be like, how can you still drink with your past? And I'm like, I just know my limit. Like, yeah. whereas before I didn't really care about a limit. Yeah. And I didn't either. And then yep. you factor in all the other drugs and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, it is a gift, but it's, some can handle it. Some can, and just knowing your limit and exactly uh, being able to and just be faithful with that. Yep. It's just another way that I feel like we can also be faithful and just be faithful stewards of another gift that the mm-hmm. Lord's given us. Um, because it can be like a great good, like you can glorify God by like, you know, having a few beers. Like, I, I mean, something that I enjoy, like I'll have, I don't really enjoy it much at parties, but like there's like a late night, like campfire and, you know, just having some guys around with, with a few beers. That's, mm-hmm. that's special. Like there's some special some conversations there. Oh yeah. Like it wasn't alcohol, but I think it was the first night I was in Auburn. Yeah. We had, we had some cigars. Cigars around. Well, it wasn't a fire, but we were on your back porch. And mm-hmm. I guess I smoked my cigar after I got done with the long-winded story. But, yeah. I mean, just able to sit around and enjoy the kind of camaraderie, brotherhood, and yeah. allow me to enter that into that with y'all and just share my story more mm-hmm. in depth than I did with the pledges just because of time. But yeah, that was special how they were able to ask questions and, um, and who knows with the guys who heard that the impact it had on their lives and then who they told that to, and just, you know, the ripple effect. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it's just impossible to see, <laughs> you know, sometimes and like the fruit of that and like I've definitely seen fruit from the pledge talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember um, I was talking to some of the pledges after and um, I, they didn't even know that, you know, we were friends and mm-hmm. they were, you know, talking about it. And they were like, they're like, yeah, that was just that hit me so hard. And I was like, I was just I was just praising God because I was like, I was like, man, because I know you were a little bit kind of like. like, I don't know, like what to say. Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, this or this, but like, yeah. you know. It's just like Moses and, you know, you know, him talking to Pharaoh where he's like, I don't know, you know what I'm supposed to say. I have a speech impediment and the Lord's just like, let me speak through you. And like, and that's what I was praying, Lord, just exactly. like whatever these guys need to hear. And, um, and then at Calvary, whatever these students need to hear, mm-hmm. um, Lord, I mean, you live the story with me. Yeah. Exactly. Like we were talking earlier, the footprints poem. poem. Yeah. I think I mentioned it on a previous, um, episode, but like lord why did you leave me why are there only two footprints and not the four and it's like yeah i was carrying you <laughs> yeah like, you like i didn't leave you i was carrying you yeah kind of um that's, and that's what he one. did with me and now i'm able to share that and mm-hmm. you know that's my that's me being able to witness you know what god has done for me and mm-hmm. i'm able to look back now and be like yep he did this 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 whereas before i was clouded and 
was like, oh, that's just luck or, you know, I'm invincible, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But then it was cool. Because like you said, I mean, I didn't want to be preaching. Like, so I sat on a table in front of everyone and just nonchalant, just like, here's my story. Yeah. Um, but like, I was like, I've sat in a fraternity house. I've had Very been chapters. I've had the drugs offered, the girls, the mm -hmm. whatever y'all are going through. I've been there. Maybe mm -hmm. not everything, you know, because that's 10 years ago. There's probably some new stuff, but mm -hmm. I know what you're going through. Just like at Calvary Day, 7th through 12th, because I started in private school in seventh grade. I was like, I've sat in the, you know, the chapel service. Um, mm -hmm. I know what y'all are going through, struggling with the comparing yourself, the grades, the home life, mm -hmm. the sports, whatever. Like, and to me, that's cool because I'm able to be like, I've sat where y'all sat. You know, I'm here to talk about once you are out of those seats, what life can look like. Yeah. It's going to be messy, but how messy do you want it to get? Mm -hmm. You know, which direction are you going to go? Here's if you want it to be real messy, then follow my steps, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, you know, mm -hmm. stay away and make that right decision because the decision you make today can affect you for the rest of your life. You can yeah. have that one big decision that affects you the rest of your life, or you make that decision today. When you make that decision next time, it gets a little easier and easier. And before you know it, you're just numb to whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you chose to do. And before you know it, you're on the cliff. Yeah. And that's something I know we've talked about this too, that like sometimes the Lord, like, you know, in his love will let us kind of like back ourselves into a corner and like have nowhere else to turn. And, you know, um, part of my story, I've definitely felt backed into a corner and I had nowhere else to turn, but the Lord. And I was like, all right, like, all right, God, like I'm giving this over to you and like, we're going to run with it and we're going to see what happens. But, um, sometimes he will just so we'll finally turn to him, you know, we'll finally be able to like look to him for everything. Um, there's been a, a few times in my life where I've definitely felt like, you know, I needed to, and I didn't, but he finally, you know, had an event like, you know, similar to you that I was like, man, like I need you all the time, not mm -hmm. just part of the time, not just part of my life. Um, but yeah, um, I, that, that was, you know, also part of my story is, you know, I just got baptized last Sunday yep. or two Sundays ago. Um, yeah, technically two Sundays ago, Yep, but a week ago, almost, but a week ago. almost. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I've never gotten baptized before. And, um, you know, a lot of people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I just never did when I was younger. And, and a lot of that was, I really didn't feel, I didn't feel ready because I didn't feel like I could get baptized because I didn't feel like I was like worthy to. And that's like something that's like another, another lie that I was believing is, you know, I just didn't feel like I didn't, I was like, okay, I need to do this, this, and this to get my life back on track. And then, you know, I'll get baptized because I'm this person now. And I will, you know, I'm not this person right now that I need to be to get baptized. And I remember, um, we had this really amazing retreat last summer, um, with the on-campus ministry at Auburn, um, called Greek classic, um, uh, shout out, uh, Bill and, uh, John, uh, it was just such an amazing time. And, uh, there's one really good analogy that I, I just just really stuck out um, for me. And 
you know, sometimes when we're running away from God, you know, it feels like we're running away from God and we need to run back to get on his path. Mm -hmm. And it feels like we need to like, you know, turn around, repent and then run back. And like something that I never thought about was, um, you know, it's, it's not really like that. It's like, you're running away, you're running away, you repent, turn around and you find out that Jesus has been running after you the whole time. You turn around, he's right there. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not you running back, you know, to get on the path. It's, it's you turn just turning around and looking to him and that's all it is. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, not anything else. You don't need to run anymore to get back on his path or whatever. Um, it's just turning around and, and looking to him. And that's just something that, you know, for such a long time, like when I was thinking about getting baptized, I felt like I needed to like get back on his path. I need to do this, 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 I need to cut this out of my life, but I just couldn't. And, you know, finally this, this year I was just like, you know, I just felt the call. I just was, I remember, you know, going through the word and I was, I kept like verses about baptism just kept sticking out and sticking out and sticking out. And I was like, yeah, it's time. It's time. So that was special. That was special. I'm so glad that you got to be there too. It was very special just to have gotten to know you, like mm -hmm. the true you starting this summer and then go down and hang out with you at Auburn, uh, get to know your buddies and speak to your pledges and then continue our relationship and mm -hmm. even be able to go back and, uh, future uh down to auburn and just continue Looking sharing to my it. story and bringing some other guys down um mm -hmm. and even bringing down mr shannon i saw um them christmas eve and um she was mentioning katie was you know mm -hmm. about hugh coming down with me and even will moody who's been a previous guest talking about um his story with um you know getting pregnant or not him, but the girl, yeah. um, out of wedlock and just how that ended up, you know, something so, you know, devastating, you know, and just mm -hmm. out of culture, almost kind of not married, mm -hmm. um, and how that shaped him and his relationship to God, but yeah. just going down and just pouring into the pledges and, and, you know, being able to speak at the other fraternities this time, mm -hmm. um, it's cool. But so you got a book here. Yeah. That you, we, we talked a little bit about um, before. Talk to us about that book and just kind of what it means to you. And you yeah. shared a few things prior that I think were really beneficial and um, to your story, my story and just anyone who's listening. Yeah. Um, so this is a book I really recommend. Uh, I just read it, um, giving it to Charles to read. Um, <laughs> it's called Gentle and Lowly. Um, it's by Dane Ortland. Um, and I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, there's just, just so much truth in it. Um, and that, uh, just a few other, a few lines in it just really, really spoke to me. And, um, I don't know, I brought it today and I didn't really expect to bring it, but it was out on my, um, on my table by my bed. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to bring it over there. There's a reason why I want to. And I did. And, um, yeah, there's just, so much truth in it. It's, it's about, um, so the cover says, um, gentle and lowly, the heart of Christ for sinners and sufferers. And it's really about just Christ's heart for us and the way that we have kind of twisted our view of his heart toward us 
in our, you know, perceptions and our humanity and the way that the way that we love, you know, is very different the way that different than the way he loves and the way that we've kind of projected the way we love onto the way he loves us um, is just it's just so powerful in ripping down those like barriers from our eyes. Um, There's this is uh, I, I forgot to read this to you, but this is another really good line that we were talking about, you know, forgiving yourself is Mm -hmm. uh, whatsoever Christ is freed from, I'm freed from, I'm freed from it. It can hurt no more. It can hurt me no more than it can hurt him now in heaven. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, whatever we've done, whatever you've done, whatever Mm -hmm. I've done, you know, it's got nothing on him. He's, he's, he's paid the ultimate price. And, you know, anytime we're not forgiving, you know, ourselves for something that we've done, it's, you know, saying that our sin is greater than his sacrifice. And that's just not true. Yeah, yeah. It's complete BS. Yep. Um, and so I'll read that, that other passage. Um, but, um, this is, this one really hit hard. Um, cause I've definitely felt this way. Um, maybe you've been deeply mistreated, misunderstood, betrayed by the one person you should have been able to trust, abandoned, taken advantage of, perhaps you carry a pain that will never heal till you are dead. If my life is any evidence of the mercy of God in Christ, you might think I'm not impressed. To you, I say, the evidence of Christ's mercy toward you is not your life. The evidence of his mercy toward you is his mistreated, misunderstood, betrayed, abandoned eternally in your place. Um, yeah, this is so good too. Mm. Um, if God sent his son to walk through the valley of condemnation, rejection, and hell, you can trust him as you walk through your own valleys on your way to heaven, which is, man, Mm. that that hits hard. Um, but yeah, definitely give that one a read. Um, yeah, that, that one, it's been a really good one. Um, I'll probably need to read it a few more times to fully get everything. Um, but yeah, I, I've really just started getting into Christian literature. There's so much, so much good stuff out there. And, you know, obviously it doesn't replace the word and never can, never will. Um, but it's just, it's good to like accompany, you know, a quiet time with is, you know, a chapter or two out of a book like that. So and to help you understand the word better yeah, from someone who sure. has either studied um, theology and understands the Bible better than you or I mm-hmm. and can kind of. You know, you still need to check the facts, you know, with the word, but it helps you or at least me understand. And then for me, I'm a more visual person. So the series, The Chosen, has been good for me that I'm able to like watch it. And it helps Mm -hmm. me understand um, just the word better. And um, because I can read something and. It's like, what did I just read? Because the ADD and, you know, and and then I'll read it like 10 times and I'm like, I don't know what I just read. <laughs> you know? um, yeah. But like, the, so I've learned like visual or just like having someone read something like an audio book yeah. um, where I can follow along. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that was something that I, you know, just struggle with in school, just comprehension and reading and attention. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean, ever since I was locked up last year, like reading is something that I've gotten more into like yeah. books actually, rather than just short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to hate reading so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good escape. It is such a good escape and so much better than just scrolling through Instagram and, you know, doing nothing. And, <laughs> the highlight reels. I like to yeah, say. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. Uh, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm the same way. Like I have to have something like audio. I remember, um, 
I think I told you about this. I don't, I don't know if I did or not, but a really cool way that like that God like spoke to me one time through like audio is like worship songs for me until like this year, I never really liked it all. Like a worship part was I was mm. like, all right, I'm just waiting to sit down so I can listen to the message. Like, you know, worships, whatever. But I remember like this year, it's really been speaking to me and I always play a worship song um, when I'm, you know, talking to God or God time, um, whatever it might look like. But there was a really cool time where I was, I was getting ready to go to Poland and um, there's a, there's a verse in, in this song graves into gardens by elevation. And um, there's a line that's uh, you turn mourning into dancing. And I remember I was reading the Psalm that it's from like while that verse came and I was like, Holy cow. Like, and you didn't plan that. I no, no, yeah. not at all. And I literally, cause I had my music just on shuffle and um, I didn't know that was from a Psalm. I honestly didn't. And and then I just, I remember I'd like highlight. I was like, oh, that was really cool. Cool coincidence. And then I was, I was such an idiot. Cause I, <laughs> I was like, cause I was, you know, about to go to Poland and a place where there's so much suffering and so much, you know, so much just sadness all the time. And, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I definitely, I wish I could go back and, and just recognize that and be able to, you know, cause I could that's such a unique way that God was like trying to prepare me for, for, for that. And I just mm-hmm. was not listening. Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm so hard headed when it comes to him Better speaking late to than me. Ever though. Yeah. Now you, I remember it was like a month later and I was like, yeah, that was not a coincidence. Like <laughs> what? Like that doesn't just happen. No. Um, um, so, so what'd you do in Poland real quick? Oh. Cause that's how we kind of officially met Yeah, after your true. trip to Poland. Um, you and your parents had um, my parents, me and a few others over to yep. just talk about your experience in Poland. Cause that was this past summer um, mm-hmm. kind of with Russia and Ukraine, yep. all that going on. And for sure. Um, and then also if you haven't listened yet, go check out my aunt dot say, cause she's from Latvia, which borders mm-hmm. Russia. And so she talks about just growing up, um, in a communist country and all that. Um, but you mm-hmm. went mission trip, um, this summer and mm-hmm. you went with one of your fraternity brothers who I got to meet, which was cool, I did, but yeah. talk just a little bit about your experience and what you did there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really, really powerful trip. Uh, we, I've never been on a trip like that. That was like a very serious mission trip. Um, it was me, one of my, one of my good buddies, uh, in the fraternity and, uh, we had like, a we had like three senior pastors in the group. We had some paramedics. We had someone who spoke like eight languages and then it was two fraternity guys from Auburn. So <laughs> we felt kind of out of place at first. Um, but it was a really cool way that the Lord showed, it was a very diverse group and it was a really cool way that the Lord showed that, you know, all these people from different backgrounds and different nationalities coming together on, under one purpose. It was special. Um, and we went there um, with uh, Pastor Bill Smith. Um, he was at Carmel for a while. Really cool guy. He was my golf coach. And that's actually like how that started. He was my golf coach. And he told me he was going. And I was like, sure, let's go. And I remember it was so funny because my buddy Jack, who I went with, I called him like two weeks before the trip. I was like, hey, you want to go to Poland on a mission trip? He's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Uh, but that's just kind of the guy he is. Um, but it was, it was so much fun. Um, but yeah, so, um, biggest takeaways. Um, yeah. So going on a mission trip like that, um, I'm always, 
I, I know like I need to talk about it and I know I need to like, you know, spend time, you know, discussing it and stuff, but it's hard to sometimes it because, is. um, you know, I really, I don't want it to be about me cause, Correct. cause it's not. And, and like, I don't want to, you know, be like, Oh, you know, I'm so great. I, I went, I went on this trip right. and, and it's, you know, it's easy to do that. And, you know, I've definitely fell into that, um, some and, um, but I don't know. Yeah. That's just, my thing with short-term mission trips is it's, it's so easy to turn into that. Um, but mm. that doesn't mean you shouldn't go and it, it can be so powerful. And I really do think you can touch people's lives with that. And, and the Lord can work so much through that. Um, but what I always say is you can have just as much of an impact going to, you know, Zimbabwe as you can, you know, go into your neighbor's house and hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and there's no limit on what the Lord can do with, with anything. So, um, some of the biggest takeaways, uh, we went, worked in, uh, worked in a, a factory with, with some people, um, that were all Ukrainian refugees. Um, we worked with refugees pretty much the whole time, um, which was cool to see how, um, it was people who'd gotten out and were giving back and were just pouring back into their country. Um, their national pride is just off the charts. Um, and they just honestly just want, want freedom. Like, um, what I always say is just like, you know, imagine if uh, we never got Britain off our back, you know, however long ago and we just had them over us and they're tyrannical. That's how that's how Ukraine feels where mm -hmm. they've always had this big, you know, bear all, all over them and they're not able to get it off their back. And they just want to they just want to have their own people and their own language and everything uh, on their own. Um, so they're very motivated, just amazing people, amazing faith, just so powerful and in, in the way that they they pray like there's no tomorrow. Like, oh my gosh. Right now they don't know. Yeah, they don't know. And and that's just it and, and it's just with anything they, they turn to mm -hmm. prayer. And that's something that we don't do in America that I wish we did more of. Yeah. Um it's powerful. It is. It is. The power um, of prayer. It is. And it can't be underestimated. Um, um but besides that, we went to the Ukraine border, got to see uh, all the people like there's actually a lot of people going back into Ukraine now trying to, you know, find their homes and see what kind of shape their homes are in and, mm -hmm. you know, trying to find their family. Um, what's sad is, is although there was, I think, 300,000 refugees in Krakow where we were uh, at. And I don't think I, I saw maybe one elderly guy, one or two, like there was, it was all women and children, which is because all the men are fighting right, yeah. here helping. Um, and it's, it's, it's sad to see. Um, but you know, it's, it's definitely gonna be a long time before they're back to normal over there. And, um, yeah, just what I would say is just pray for you, pray for Ukraine and pray for those people because they need, they need prayer. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's a sad situation. Um, uh, saw a lot of sad things. Um, but I'd say some of the biggest takeaways was, yeah, yeah. There's just the power of prayer and what that can do. And, um, and just something I, I really, I didn't think about was like that group that we had on the mission trip. Like that's kind of how heaven's going to be. Heaven's not going to be a bunch of, you know, white Southern people, you know, worshiping God. It's going to be people from all different races, all different backgrounds together, worshiping God and unity. And that's like the amazing part yeah, of it. Exactly. And that's something on mission trips that you can get out of it where you're seeing, you know, other believers from completely different walks of life and just seeing that unity in Christ over countries, over languages, mm -hmm. that's just special. Um, this is, so one of the biggest takeaways for me, um, this part of, this part of my life, um, 
I was really struggling with, with trusting God with a lot of things and trusting him over, you know, myself. And we actually got to, we got to go to Auschwitz, which was extremely powerful. I remember you showing pictures of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'm a really big history nerd. Um, like I love le- learning about World War II history. Like my grandpa fought in World War II, went to D-Day, was a D-Day medic, just incredible guy. Uh, I never got to meet him. He, he died uh, a month before I was born. Mm. Um, but someone I still like definitely look up to and, yeah. you know, the things he did and what he stood for. Um, so I love learning about World War II history because I get to learn about him. Um, so uh, definitely something I know a good bit about. So going into Auschwitz, I, I knew a lot of history from it. Um, you know, if you've ever seen the movie Schindler's List, that's a, a good very movie. powerful film um, that depicts, you know, a lot of the horrors. But, you know, no really no piece of cinema or really nothing can capture it. Um, the, the weird thing about Auschwitz is uh, like if anyone... Uh, listening has been um i'm sure you'll you'll agree is it just doesn't seem like what you would expect you'd expect it to be this horrifying scary looking place but it's not it's you know it it honestly looks like you know a retirement home it's like all these buildings out in the middle of the polish countryside Mm -hmm. um and polish countryside is beautiful beautiful land and um you know it's just surrounded by all these farms but you just have no idea just the evil um how many lives were lost oh my gosh um oh my gosh and you know we we got to see the gas chambers they've been blown up now um there were some really powerful moments when we were standing beside the gas chambers and um very surreal i would imagine yeah yeah just like staring at a place and just like a stretch of there's four of them um and um, I think 1.1 million lives were lost in that one like square mile. And, and that's just thinking about that. That's about in, the population in two of, years. That's about the population of Mecklenburg County. Yes. Like that many people. And that's in actually two a little years. more probably than the, the uh, population here. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And um, yeah, it's just. Wow. And, and I remember our, our tour guide was Polish and, and she said that every single, this is true for every Polish family now is every single Polish person who's, you know, you know, lived in Poland for, for the past hundred years has, has someone in their family that was at Auschwitz, which is just nuts. Um, and just like the reach of that is just the ripple effect. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. any, anything in life has a ripple effect. It yeah. can be good or bad. And yes. And I remember I, I just, that all that hit really hard and, and just like seeing the, like, the depths of evil that humanity is capable of. Um, and you know, I remember, um, one of the uh, guys on the trip, uh, like, you know, what'd you take away from that? And I was like, like, man, just like the evil that, you know, we're capable of and you know, how bad we can get sometimes. And, um, he was like, you know, this was so good. And this is exactly what I needed to hear at this time too, is he was like, you know, what I got out of it was, all these people going into the gas chambers, did you notice that the tour guide said that they weren't screaming really? They were kind of resigned to their fate and they knew where they were going. They knew they were going to die and they were going to die a terrible death that they didn't deserve. But they were, you know, most of them were singing, like singing praise songs to the Lord. And and like a lot of times that that's what they, you would hear, like in that final chamber is like those praise songs. Mm. And, and he was just like, I was so convicted when I heard that because you know, if those people trust God enough to, you know, 
die a terrible death and to, you know, suffer that kind of torture that they didn't deserve, that they didn't deserve. And they trust God's plan enough for that. Like, you know, why can't I, why can't I, why, why is my faith not, not at that level? And, and, you know, I need to have that kind of faith where I'm, you know, can go into a circumstance that doesn't make any sense to me that is going to, you know, be so painful and, mm-hmm. you know, might, you know, cause death, but like, you know, we're just going to trust God anyway. And like, he was just like, that's what he, he just kept saying over and over. He's like, that's what faith is. That's just what faith is. It's just when, um, I'm a, I'm an image person. Like Same I always, here. always love to see an image of it. And, I remember um, there were some times this past semester where I was really struggling to trust God. And I, I remember he gave me, you know, a, a, an image in my head where I was like, I kept being like, God, I just don't see like a light at the end of this tunnel. Like, I don't see a light. Where's the light? Show me a light mm-hmm. that I can look for and hope for. And I remember like he was like, tell me, he's like, stop looking for a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> just look up at me. Look at the true light. Look up at me. You've mm-hmm. been like you know, for so long, I've been like looking for like a light, something to grab onto, something to like hope for and look forward to in the future. Um, and that's what I've been storing my hope in and storing my trust in. And like the Lord has just been like, Hey, just look up at me, look up at me and Stop trust where you're me at and look up. Yeah. You don't have to exactly. keep walking forward and finding that light. Just yes. look up something, you know, Harrison told me another, or well told us another good thing. We have prayer walk on Sunday nights with, um, some guys in, in ATO. And that's been really powerful for such a long time. But I remember Harrison shared this and he got this from somewhere, but, um, you know, the verse it's like the Lord or the, the word of the Lord is like a lamp into our feet, a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And I remember Harrison was like, it's not like this blinding, huge spotlight to our path. It's not this like the power of the sun, like <laughs> shining our entire future in front of us. It's just like a lamp into our feet. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes like the Lord shows us enough to like shows us exactly where our feet are and shows us the next step and that's just shows us the, that's all we need. He gives us exactly what we need to take that next step forward. Um, but a lot of times he's not going to sh- light the entire path and show you exactly where everything is, even though that that's how we are. Cause Ourselfish. we kind of hate surprises. Correct. Yeah. Um, I certainly do a lot of times. Yep. Um, but yeah, that, that image of, you know, just a lamp, but just to see exactly where we are, where we are in him and, you know, what's the next step we need to take. Um, yeah, I, that was just such a powerful picture, but I don't know, back to Poland. Um, it was, it was a really cool, really cool trip and definitely got a lot from it. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it was cool. The ways that like, I was expecting to learn this, expecting to have this experience. And then the Lord like, the did something of different. What you expected. Yeah. Like I didn't expect my biggest takeaway to be from Auschwitz. I didn't even know that we were going to even have the opportunity to go there. Um, but I just so thankful for that. And, um, yeah, just, yeah, just, lift up a prayer to those people over there. There, um, there, there's a lot of people doing some great work over it's there. It's hard living though. It is with all that's going on and it is been going on and will continue to go on until it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, um, one other story about Poland. There was one guy. I remember this was, this was so powerful, um, that I met and he was at one of these houses that they have at the border where they have a lot of refugees there and they, uh, get all the refugees in there and provide housing and uh, food. Uh, and this guy was speaking English. I'm like, Hey man, like how can you speak English? Like 
everyone no not a lot of people there speaking uh-huh. it's mostly polish and ukrainian which i basically knew none of <laughs> um but this guy was like he's like yeah like i don't speak polish or ukrainian i don't speak any of the languages but i'm living here with him like why are you doing that and he was like well i had a cushy life in um this uh town in in england and he's like i basically you know could buy whatever i wanted and do with whatever i wanted and i just finally learned that like life is not all about me um and i was living like life was all about Mm. me and i finally figured that out and i felt like the lord was calling me over here to live with the refugees and so he gave all his possessions away gave all his money away and he's living with the refugees you know on the border um and just you know doing the i mean i when i met him he was playing with this little ukrainian boy with this little toy and it's this you know 60 year old man that's this awesome. english man and it's <laughs> the coolest story about how you know obviously you know it's not like he's some kind of superman he's not like this super christian but like that's such a cool way that he you know recognized he's like hey like life is not all about me yeah. and like you know, this is what, you know, the Lord's called me to do. And just the, just the step of obedience to be able to say, Hey, you know, I'm going to not listen to what the world says. I need to live my life and mm-hmm. what the good life is. I'm just going to let that go. And, you know, just trust you completely fall into the arms of the Lord. Um, and that was, that was such a cool thing that to is see. Cool. Yeah. He was a really cool guy. Um, so a previous guest, John Phillips, we had, um, I want to say maybe 44 mm-hmm. um, or 45 episode. But he did something similar and he travels kind of with his family mm-hmm. now in an RV. Um, That's awesome. And um, just shares the gospel. Mm-hmm. I think he's in Florida now. Um, but it's incredible. He's giving away all their possessions and just full surrender. But like, that's not you or me or no. someone listening. You know, everyone is called by God to do something, do but something it's different. not all the same. Mm hmm. And, you know, just like we've been talking about basically this whole time, it's just all about that heart, just that heart and just the openness to, you know, wherever the Lord takes you to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And that might be Ukraine. That might be Charlotte, North Carolina. Might be your next door neighbor. Exactly. As you said. Yeah, exactly. And just that heart posture is just everything and something that I do a terrible job of. (laughs) And I need to. Definitely, definitely um, let the Lord work in that. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's that was that was a really cool experience for a lot of different reasons. But yeah, just those few just really stick out. Just seeing how, you know, he's working over there and, you know, he's, you know, doing just as much work here as he's doing over there, even though it seems like, oh, man, like God's working in huge ways in this country, this country. Like, why isn't he doing that here? It's just like he is, but just in a different way and and just in a way that, you know, just like we were talking earlier, like 15,000 different ways, but we might realize two or three. Correct. Um, yep. So, um, um, and switch gear real quick before we yep. wrap up. I thought it was cool when I was down at Auburn that y'all have your pledges go to church on Sundays. Cause when I was in fraternity back 10 years ago or whatever, like, I think I went to church maybe five times. <laughs> like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, like you said, no one's there to tell me what to do. I was hungover or yeah. still drunk. You know, I'm not, I didn't go to church. I wasn't on my mind. Yeah. Um, but that's cool that y'all, um, yeah. Yeah, we, what's the reason behind, I mean, I know, but like, yeah, well, <laughs> we just really, I think a really big part of the culture we want to have is we want guys, um, and we, we just want guys at church. So we encourage them. We're like, Hey, like we really want y'all to go to church. And like, this is something, you know, ATO is not, ATO is not 
per se like a very very christian fraternity but i mean ato it's um it's a founded on christian roots it's you know the alpha god is the alpha and omega and mm-hmm. the t is the cross yeah um and so you which know, i never knew that until you told me that when i was down yeah. there which is i mean my, i knew alpha and omega but i yeah my dad told me that and i remember i was like man that's that's cool um but yeah that's something um that we're very intentional about you know being like guys you know we need to go to church we want we want y'all to go to church and you know find that church and um, that's something that this day and age, especially after COVID, is like a very, um, a very hard thing to do sometimes because we've become so like digitalized with church. It's just like, oh, you know, we don't have to go to church on Sunday. I can it's, lay in my sweats I, in bed and I watch, just it, watch it. Yep. But it's not the same. It's never the same. And finding that local church and finding that community is just so important. Um, my head just goes back to like the verse where, you know, Satan's like a roaring lion, like just waiting for someone to devour. And, you know, if you're on your own, it's hard to fight that. Yeah. Yeah. And that community and, and, and I mean, that's what Christ set up. I mean, that was one of the last things he did on this earth was, you know, Peter on this rock, I will build my church. And mm-hmm. like that's, you know, he did that for a reason. And he wants us to have that church community where we can, you know, be shepherded and disciple. And that's something that, I'm afraid that we're starting to lose as time goes on and we become more reliant on media and, you know, self-serving, you know, entertainment and stuff is, you know, we can just do church online and, you know, that's, that's going to divide us up. And if we're divided, that makes Satan's job a lot easier. Yeah. So much easier. Yep. Um, well, thank you for coming on before we finish. I ask Mm -hmm. every guest for advice. So what advice do you have for our listeners? You know, as a sophomore in college, whether it's geared towards, you know, high schoolers coming into college, uh, other college students, but, um, or, you know, anybody, my mom and dad, whoever, (laughs) uh, because you're filled with a lot of wisdom um, and very mature for your age. But yeah, what advice do you have that either your dad and mom have given you bill smith just mm-hmm. or just life lessons you've learned you know yeah. what's something that you hold true and it holds you accountable and gets you through the day mm, that's good um i would say the first thing that comes to my head and my word for a while has been surrender and um one of my favorite songs one of my favorite worship songs like the guy uh the worship leader he begins the uh, song and he says fresh surrender is always filled with a fresh feeling. And I love that. And I I just feel like, you know, anything in my life, I've always, I'm always afraid to surrender things and give things over. It's tough. It is. And I'll, I'll definitely speak to guys, you know, around my age and, and guys that are younger. Um, I really love pouring into guys that are, you know, in high school or like about to go to college because they're about to face that crossroad. Mm -hmm. Um, and my advice to, to you guys would be just think about the person you want to be in college and just think about the values you want to have. Um, and just, just think through that and make decisions about, you know, when you're offered some things or, you know, just think about the person you want to be. Um, and you know, once you decide that, um, just think about the decisions you're going to make that coincide with that, um, but I would just encourage you, um, just, just surrender and, and surrendering everything. Surrender looks different for you. looks different for me, looks different for everybody. 
And it might be something very simple. It might be something huge. Um, but yeah, the Lord is just, he's so faithful when you surrender things and when you give things up um, and turn to him with things. And yeah, you're just never going to regret surrendering something to him. And that's just something I found is I didn't believe that for a while. I felt like, you know, in my golf game, I, I felt like, man, like if I surrender this to the Lord, then like, what's my future going to be like? If I'm not a professional golfer, I'm not going to have a future. Um, and that's just another lie. Um, but yeah, definitely guys, you know, around my age, younger, um, just think about that. Think through those big questions and um, just be intentional about, I mean, even write it down. Um, you know, a guy in my life, who's older, um, he's our chaplain now. He, I remember he told me, he wrote down, um, like had like a, agreement with himself about like, this is the decision I'm going to make when this happens. This is going to be the decision I'm going to make when this happens. Either these are the values and I hold dear. And these are, that's why I'm going to make this decision, this decision, and this decision. And then he signed his name on the bottom. And he was like, he kept that with him. Cause just a reminder is like, you know, he's offered certain things or, you know, he can make this decision. He's like, you know, this is the reason why I'm, I'm saying no to this or saying yes to this. This is why. And I just, I can't speak more about that, of the importance of that, especially, especially when you're, you know, freshman college, like senior in high school and you're thinking about those because I mean, college is a huge decision. It is. There's no doubt. Um, so thinking through that, I just can't undervalue that. Um, yeah, I wish I had, I wish I had mm. thought through those things. I wish I had before college. Um, just took some stumbling to but you figure it out, it. but, uh, yeah, you know, you learned it at, um, you know, freshman year, sophomore year, mm -hmm. whereas me learned it at 30 and, you know, we're still learning post yeah. the wake up. Oh my gosh. But, yeah. Um, it's better late than never. And we'll always be learning until the day we die, but, mm -hmm. um, everyone's story is different. So and that's the purpose of this podcast for the community, just to hear everyone else's stories, just yep. to know, Hey, you're not alone. Story might be different, but there's mm -hmm. Jax, there's Charles, there's whoever, you know, Allie, you know, so Eliza. But um, mm -hmm. thanks for coming on. It's been an honor just to have you sit down the day after Christmas, especially recording. <laughs> um, and then when this airs, it'll be what, three days until the new year, um, 2023, which is crazy to this, think about this year's gone by quick sure has um so thank you it's been an honor and i look forward to coming back down to auburn mm -hmm. and linking back up down there and you know sharing my story with the new pledges and other fraternities down there so just thank you for making that connection and being faithful and listening to god and um you know, as yeah. a sophomore, it's not something I was doing. It wasn't on the forefront of my mind. So I'm very proud of you. It's, it's an honor to see where you're at and where you're going to go. So, well, yeah, thank you so much for having me. And, um, yeah, just thank you for, you know, the brother that you've become in my life. And, um, I'm just so thankful that, you know, the Lord brought us together and mm -hmm. I'm just, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to future days coming, coming down to the plains and, uh, yeah. pouring into some guys. Um, it's just special and so special to see how the Lord's moving in, in this podcast and just, you know, every interaction you have. And, um, yeah, I'm just proud of you too. Thank um, you. Yeah. It's, it's so, so cool to see. And, and I just feel really honored to, um, get to, get to be a part of it and yeah. get to be a part of the, 
um, the big story that he's writing. Um, Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you all for tuning in uh, to this episode with Jack. Um, Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram, um, the rabbit hole show, all underscores, and then uh, follow and subscribe on whatever platform you listen but if you have any questions, comments, want to share your story uh, with me over coffee or on the show, shoot us an email, the rabbit hole show 21 at gmail.com or on uh, Instagram or uh, text, whatever you have. But thank you all. Hope everyone had a great Christmas. I know it was tough for some people. Um, so your our thoughts and prayers are with you during this season. Um, but stay tuned for next week. Love you all. Bye.